Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to From the Spot, the only podcast where their hosts will put their own bodies on the line to ensure you're entertained. Eddie, how are we doing today? I'm good, bro. How are you? Uh, could could be a little better. And in case y'all were wondering why our episode's a little late and you know, no real explanation up until now. Um, I was in the motorcycle accident in the hospital for five days at home now. So we're bringing you a fresh episode. Uh, Eddie, how have you been? Uh, good. <laughs> I want to start off by saying that I'm super happy that uh, you survived your close call. Um, it's a little hairy there for a bit. I am supposed to be prepping for one of my best friends' weddings tomorrow. But due to an unforeseen family circumstance, I had to miss my flight. So, J-Rod, if you hear this, and your uh, soon-to-be wife, Ricky, I'm so sorry I couldn't be there. Guys, it was an unforeseen family circumstance. I hope tomorrow goes off without a hitch. And you guys enjoy your special day and your honeymoon. Um, but uh, other than that, David, I mean, work is shit and football is crazy. So, I mean, what more can we ask for? Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. And with that being said, Mr. Eddie, why don't we just jump into the football? Why don't we distract ourselves here for a little bit? Let's start at the very top. Let's start at the Champions League. We'll talk, you know, the obvious. Let's talk the obvious uh, tie here, Eddie. First, Liverpool versus the Everard. I think, at least for me personally, that was a on paper bigger tie. I wanted to see Villarreal kind of escape with the result, even though it was the unlikely thing. But even at two 0 which is what Liverpool ended up winning over at Anfield, it still feels like a tricky tie. What are your thoughts about that crazy evening at Anfield? Um, it was a uh, crazy evening. Uh, look, uh, at 2-0, um, Liverpool can feel safe, but not too safe, I guess. I mean, it would involve VRL having to come out and push and attack and be present with which they can. So for the second leg, um, unless VRL come out and get a goal within the first 20, um, I don't foresee Liverpool having any issues, but right at the, um, kind of within the first 10 minutes of the second half of the first leg, uh, Liverpool got a lucky deflection. Uh, David, do you think the, the VRL keeper should have maybe done better on that first one? I mean, yeah, but that was just like one of those really weird fluke lucky things where I honestly, I think Villarreal could have done better with the second goal uh, versus the first one. Um, they could have chalked up the first one as a fluke, but when Liverpool scored the second, it was almost like, damn, it might be Liverpool's destiny to make this final. Um, this is a really bizarre run of play, in my opinion. But I have to agree with the whole scoring early. Um, if they can't score early, it's going to be rough to break down that Liverpool defense. Um, 
but let's talk uh, let's talk Man City Real Madrid here uh, just because I don't want to talk myself into Liverpool winning uh, away but Manchester City will be forced to face Real Madrid at the Bernabeu with a one goal advantage versus a two goal cushion uh, psychologically Man City haven't really been their strongest at this point um, Pep tends to tinker at these points well, do you think Carlo Ancelotti will be able to guide Madrid to a final do you think it's Manchester City's time um, to win the Champions League or at least make this final what What do you think here Eddie what are your, your initial thoughts on this tie um, David um, I know you said that Man City won 43 but it definitely doesn't doesn't feel like it does it no nah, it doesn't uh, look, I think it's better to say Real Madrid lost versus Manchester City won. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, David. Um, the two things. Uh, Kyle Walker will be back for the for the second leg. And who else? Who else will be back for for that? Uh, Cancelo will be back for that second leg. So that could, in theory, improve their defense. But look, I'm I'm gonna stick with the whole. Um, <clears throat> a lot of these players on Real Madrid: Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, um, Casimiro, um, Kareem Benzema. It's been a few years, but they know how to win this competition. They know what it takes. Well, the best Manchester City have done is <clears throat> they got to a final after a long COVID break. So, look, I I I feel dirty saying this, but I have to back Madrid here to get through. Um, <clears throat> if I were Ancelotti, the only change I would make is maybe um. Start Kamavinga right away so he could put some pressure in midfield and maybe stop Man City from scoring right away. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Real Madrid pulled it even at 4-4. But I I fully have to back Real, Real Madrid here because uh, they know how to win this competition and I think Pep can't help himself and he's going to tinker. He's Do you just think? Uh, I I think so. Do you think that um that it's a more it says more about the competition like in terms of mm-hmm. Champions League definitely is the pinnacle of competition that a coach like Pep that he pretty much dominates leagues that he's at. Granted, Bayern just naturally dominate in their league, which we'll touch on later. But um, he made Barcelona into a powerhouse. Now City is a powerhouse. Uh, but they can't quite do it in the Champions League, per se. Uh, do you think that says a lot about the Champions League? Or does it say more about uh, Pep and his own personal mind games? Like, within his own mind? Um, but no, no disrespect to Bayern Munich. But if, if Pep would have played a holding midfielder uh, against Bayern in that final couple of seasons ago, they probably have their Champions League. But uh, look, 
Champions League is a is a different beast. You know, it it's not like you're playing Watford away. You know, like especially at the latter stages of the competition, you're not gonna find a Watford, a Norwich. Like everyone's gonna be tough. <clears throat> I mean, just look at uh, look at uh the teams that. Uh, Real Madrid have had to go through that. That you think, oh, like there's no way Madrid gets away from this one, but they they had just enough to get past Chelsea, and they had just enough to get past. Was it Juve? Did they play Juve b- before Chelsea? No, that was uh, Villarreal knocked them out. No, no, but before Real Madrid played Chelsea, um, who did Real Madrid play? They played someone that probably should have beat them as well. Oh, they played PSG. P- P- Thank you. Yeah. So, look, it's it, like, like I said, uh, especially during the knockout stages, like, no one's going to be easy. So, um, and, like, look, outside of Liverpool and... Chelsea at the beginning of the season. Has anyone in the league really put pressure on Man City? Nah. Uh, well, besides Liverpool, no, not really. Yeah, so it's just the Champions League is different because everyone everyone can beat anyone. I mean, just, just remember Sheriff beating Real Madrid and, you know, in the group stages. So it, the Champions League is just different, David. Okay, it's it's still a monster. I gotta agree. Um, let's let's go down here or not? Um, bring it down the gear and let's talk uh, Europa League. Uh, definitely different kinds of headlines that we'll touch on in this first. Actually, we'll even save that one just because there's there's some a little bit more there than meets the eye. Let's actually start at Red Bull Leipzig, uh, beating Rangers 1-0. We kind of didn't expect Rangers to hang in there, if we're going to be honest, uh, considering they're playing Leipzig. Or is there something special about this Rangers team that I missed? Eddie? I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I think Leipzig is just a, just a better team, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, hey, yeah. You know, uh, especially these days in Europe, a one nil is basically a zero zero. So, I uh, I mean, it's it's still a lot of play for David. So, uh, no disrespect to Rangers. Uh, there's still something that can be done here, but I don't think I don't think you will get it done. But hey, that's why the game is played. You know. Yeah, that's fair. And with that said, it's going to be a crazy game with Rangers playing at home. They're going to want to uh, turn that deficit around to make a final. But let's talk about West Ham and Frankfurt. And uh, Frankfurt got a 2-1 win at London Stadium. Great fan support there. But there was a lot of uh, mischief from the West Ham fans, we can say, uh, including attacking uh, radio commentators. Uh, during the game, so Eddie, what do you think about that? Do do West Ham deserve their place in Europe? If this is how they're going to behave, 
look, you you can't attack commentators. I mean, look, n- not that I'm condoning it because well, I'm I'm not, but fan on fan on fan violence is, is better. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's because, a little bit more. They're they're on the same playing level. Because that means like you guys both paid to be there, you know, like. Yeah. The, the radio commentary team gets paid to be there, like, that's different. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, don't be jackasses and go to football matches just to start fighting. You know, but, I mean, fan-on-fan violence, I, I understand a little bit more. Um, David, Frankfurt handled Barcelona pretty easily in the second leg, and then left the London Stadium with the advantage. Are they favorites to win this competition now? I would say so. I think they're carrying that baton. Like I said, kind of disappointed with the Leipzig result based on what Leipzig are trying to be. Trying to be. But Frankfurt will be the most deserving winners of this tournament, in my opinion. Um, if, if Rangers turned around, that would be an amazing final between Frankfurt and Rangers. Um, to kind of smaller teams with a, a big eagle. Oh, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, I, I was watching the highlights earlier today. It just, it, it seemed that Frankfurt weren't really scared of West Ham, you know? So, like, they went right at them and took it to them and it ended up getting their two goals, so... I mean, beating Barcelona, going away to West Ham, and taking home in advantage to Frankfurt, you you have to back uh, the German side to get to the final. Absolutely. And let's touch a little bit here on the Europa Conference League, Eddie. Leicester tied with Roma, 1-1 at home. Um, one of my favorite managers of all time, Jose Mourinho, paying respects to um, Lester's uh, owner who passed away in the tragic helicopter ca- uh, crash years ago. Um, Lester, I think, kind of embodies the kind of team that would dominate in this kind of Europa Conference League where they're still building a reputation. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, Eddie. I mean, they barely won the Champions League, and from there, they've been able to push on. And this is a good way for them to challenge themselves with different clubs in Europe. I mean, they're playing Roma, and they're drawing Roma, which I think is uh, definitely a positive thing, uh, even though it's not the com- competition that everybody's fighting to be in. Um, do you feel Roma should go home thinking we should consider this a loss? Or is Roma truly playing at their level the same that I've been that I just described for Leicester? Look, uh, when when it comes to both Roma and Leicester, I I feel like they're both underachieving in their leagues. Like they're both equally disappointing. You know what I mean? Like everyone who listens to this podcast regularly knows that I feel that Brendan Rodgers isn't the right man to get Leicester to where they should be. And, you know, Roma kind of fell behind the pace in Serie A. So they're disappointing in that way as well. So I think both teams are actually kind of even 
when it comes to this guy, David? I I don't know if you feel the same way. I don't know when it comes to this tie. Um, I do kind of feel it's like it's Roma's loss to Leicester's win. But um, what really made me want to talk about the Conference League this this week here, Eddie, is Feyenoord uh-huh. and Marseille. Feyenoord um, beat Marseille three two, which is pretty honest. It's pretty impressive within itself, right? Going to to France and getting that result. Um, isn't Feyenoord didn't they give Mario Gotze a chance or am I, I got the wrong team in mind right he went to PSV I I believe so yes yeah no I got I had the wrong team in mind but the reason I wanted to bring them up in Feyenoord um, very specifically is there's a a bit of a trending video of a Feyenoord supporter who's showing off PSG uh, merchandise to Marseille fans when they went up to nil. And, you know, Marseille and PSG hate each other. So I can kind of see why, but it's also like the the Europa, the Europa Conference League. Like, do you really want to instigate a riot over the Conference League? Uh, <laughs> your thoughts, Eddie? I mean, no, because it's a, it's a league that you only watch if your team is playing in it. Um, if not, you're like, uh, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? So no, it's it, it's not worth it to start a riot over over uh, the conference league. But David, okay, so David, I'm gonna do something to you real quick, and I apologize. So yeah, I'm ready. So let's say David that you were a Spurs fan and Spurs was still in competition and made the final. Um, and as we know, Spurs doesn't get very many trophies. If Spurs made this final, do you think it would matter to Spurs fans or or not really? Uh, I think it would in the sense of it's their chance to lift lift the trophy. And every team wants to lift the trophy. Every supporter wants their team to lift the trophy because it creates a positive Thing, like a good habit so I would say yes I think even if it were if you would replace the uh, Spurs instead of Manchester United I would say yes um, a trophy is a trophy and speaking of lifting trophies Eddie um, let's give tons of credit where tons of credit is due we used them as a punchline recently for one of my Marcus Rashford jokes um, Real Betis they won the Copa del Rey, beating Valencia on penalties 5-4. Uh, you're more of the La Liga fan here between us, Eddie. So do, do you want to go ahead and give us your thoughts on this? Yes, both teams came out really, really uh, hot in the first half. Uh, Betty scored first in the 10th minute. Um, Valencia equalized in the 29th minute, and then it was 1-1. There were, like, really, really good chances that the goalies uh, either got to or teams really just put out wide. And then, uh, David, do you want to know how this final relates to the U.S. men's national team? Uh, how so? 
It was uh, U.S. men's national team player Eunice Musa, who actually missed the penalty um, for Valencia. He put it um, on the crossbar and out. So, oh wow! So uh, now we know why we're never going to win a World Cup. <laughs> um, look, uh, penalties are tough. But from from what I did see, David, uh, the game seemed to be very entertaining. Which, uh, as as you know, David, sometimes you watch a final and it's just two teams being very defensive because they very like understandably don't want to lose a final. But these teams went at it; they were kind of even, and you know. They got their goals and kept trying. So, David, do you think it's good for Spain to have a team outside of the big three actually win um, a Copa del Rey? Yeah, I think it's a positive thing for La Liga. Um, I bet you anything Real Madrid are kicking themselves because they're facing a potential date with the Champions League final, uh, having almost wrapped up La Liga because that would mean winning a trouble. Uh, if I'm Xavi, I would be pretty upset at not having the chance of a run into a final as I'm re- rebuilding my team. Uh, for Cholo, again, the transfer silverware, this is something everybody wants to win. And having it been grabbed at these, I think it, it means something. It means something a little bit more than the other teams would admit to. Um, I think if a bigger team would have won it, they would have been like, oh, you know, yeah, we won it, but yeah, it's, it's a Copa del Rey. But the fact that it's with these, they, would have, they are going to appreciate it a little more. Our boy Joaquin gets to lift some silverware um, before it's too late to lift any. So which, it's, which it's probably... David, sorry to cut across you, but thank you for mentioning Joaquin real quick. He was actually there when Betis won their last trophy, which was a, a Copa del Rey, and I believe he was 23, and he's now 40, and he gets to lift it again. So, shout out to him. Good for him, you know? Absolutely. Definitely deserves credit. But uh, let's carry this momentum here. Let's carry this credit to the Premier League, Eddie, where dreams can be made and crushed such as somebody like myself who's a Manchester United fan and let me tell you um, as somebody who's going through physical therapy you get to meet a lot of different people um, my physical therapist on Tuesday comes in notices that I had the Champions League you know pre-game on as you know oh you're gonna watch you know it's City Real pre-game I'm like yeah I hope City get beat he's like me too I was like yeah I'm a United fan he's like oh I'm sorry I see you're going through a lot and he was not talking about my body, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, yes, uh, where dreams are made and come true. But as I told him, I was like, hey, growing up, I got a lot of glory because Sir Alex Ferguson was destroying teams left and right. So I guess you know, it's my turn to humble myself, right? Yeah, well, hey, uh, look. One day, one day, David, I, I promise you, it'll be GGMU once again, but it, it, it might be like another decade. But every team goes through their ups and their downs, you know? It's just the way it is. Um, 
but definitely got to talk here, Eddie, of this last weekend. Big games, big games. As um, you know, just to do a quick, quick little run through here. You know, Leicester couldn't get through Aston Villa as they drew nil nil. Uh, the City Machine went through five one. Um, you know, Chelsea barely clicking by one nil, but Arsenal sending a message by destroying Manchester United three one. But the one I know me and you are ready to talk about and ready to just break down was Liverpool versus Everton, the Merseyside Derby. Uh, 2-0 win for Liverpool, which is pretty routine. But Everton did put up somewhat of a fight, which we didn't expect. Um, Eddie, do you think Everton currently sitting 18th place with a game in hand? Do you think they're going to go down? Look, uh, David, thank you for bringing it up. And I ran a poll after the Merseyside Derby on our official Twitter at Pod from the Spot. Um, Elon, please give us that blue check mark. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, and we had a, a whopping 39 people vote on it, which I know in the grand scheme of things isn't a lot. Um, but for us, it is. And give me a second to give you the, the final results of this poll, David. One oh, second. And I'll, I'll even read the poll out for you. One, one sec. Yeah, sorry, guys, but I live tweeted a game and it was a shut show, which is why Eddie should never let me handle the Twitter. But he still trusts me for some reason. Uh, so hold on, let me get to the right poll. Here it is. I tweeted Everton FC have a game in hand and are currently 18. Will Everton go down? Out of the 39 votes received, a whopping 77% said yes. So David, it shows that it's not just me being anti-Everton. But the general public, where at least 39 people uh, believe, well, 77% of 39 people believe that they will. <clears throat> Look, David, I know they have a game in hand, and that game in hand, I believe, is Watford. So Watford aren't great, but I mean, neither are Everton. So as of right now, I know Burnley are experiencing that new manager bounce. So I, I I, think if Burnley can get six more points, this is over. Um, I, I, I really can't see Everton get, getting out of this. Am I, am I over-exaggerating, David? No, I, I don't think you are. And, and Eddie, I'm going to ask you a really dumb question because I think we both know the answer to this. Um, do you think the mistake is in within the squad, or do you think the mistake is within management? Uh, you know what, David, um, I've been I've been g- genuinely anti Frank Lampard as Everton manager, but I will say that regardless of who the manager is, <clears throat> at least attacking wise, this team is very very talented. Uh, uh, not the greatest in the league, but definitely not, you know, on paper, definitely their attack shouldn't be 
in the relegation zone. So if I had to split the blame, it would be 80% on the club, meaning the president, the managers, the owner, and 20% on the players. You yeah, know? I think that's a, that's a first split. And yeah, I do think not, it's not even that I want to shit on Frank Lampard. Like, and I've openly admitted how much I dislike Frank Lampard, but I, I just don't see him as the right manager for Everton. Uh, there's probably a lot better, more experienced managers out there that could have done a lot better with this team, at least set them up to defend a lot better than what they've been doing. Um, Frank Lampard is leading Everton uh, at home to Chelsea next. Uh, they play on Sunday. Uh, look, and I, I can't mean, see him taking anything, man. I look, look, David. If you guys let them off the hook, uh, shame on you guys. Because that's look. I'm, I know you guys are probably out of Europe with only four games left, but. Uh, Everton is just so bad right now, like, at, at this point in time. So you guys should be picking up three points, you know? Definitely. And speaking of this weekend, Eddie, have you taken a look at the fixtures for the Premier League? Uh, the, the, the one uh, – oh, thank you for bringing this up, because the one I want to suggest to the people, David, uh, is I want to suggest – I believe it's Liverpool and Newcastle. Now, look, you could be saying Eddie's Newcastle are nice. They're not competing for anything. But, look, this team was in the relegation zone until the takeover happened and, you know, Eddie Howe came in. The fact that he has them in the top half of the table uh, David, are, are you as impressed by uh, Newcastle as I am? Because, um, you know, they were in the relegation zone and now um, they're on the top half of the table. Yeah, definitely. I think Eddie Howe deserves a lot of credit. Um, there's nothing more he could have done to really <laughs> save Newcastle season. Um, at this point, it's about make, just keeping it consistent, make sure he finishes there in the top half and keep building on this and move forward next season. And then we'll see. We'll want them to be pushing for sixth, seventh, um, at least if I'm the ownership. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, definitely a team in the up. Uh, the game that I would want to bring up here, Eddie, and we'll, we'll take a little bit of a deep dive here before we wrap it up, is um, Manchester United taking on Brentford um, with Brentford's resurrection um kind of being able to well let me let me backtrack a little bit this will allow brentford to put an exclamation point on their mm -hmm. resurrection um you know if they can beat manchester united they're currently in 12th they were a team i kind of bet on to go down um if they couldn't get christian erickson performing but they definitely haven't performing and i can see christian erickson pulling some magic at the theater of dreams um what are your thoughts Look, David, um, I believe you're right. Um, we, we all kind of didn't know what we were going to get out of Brentford, but I think they did make their statement match day one by beating Arsenal. 
um, at their ground, but um, you know, uh, bits and pieces through the season, you're like, ooh, I don't know if they have enough to stay up. But you're right, beating Manchester United would just put an exclamation point on their season, you know, and let the rest of us know, like, hey, this isn't a, a fluke. Um, we will uh, be back and be better next season. So um, I can see why the, they're actually on 40 points and they could they could actually go ninth if Newcastle lose to Liverpool, which may happen, to be honest. So maybe even Brentford could finish in the top half of the table. That would be great, man. Should be a good game. Yeah, that that would be amazing. Uh, I would really hope so, just for uh, Christian Eriksen's sake. Um, But we'll talk a little bit United here. Uh, Eddie, not just because I'm a fan, but because it's come out that uh, Ralph Rangnick has accepted to be Austrian manager. Uh, So he will be the consultant for Manchester United and the manager for Austria. Um, whatever that means. So what, what do you think of that, Eddie? I'm pretty offended as a United fan. Um, but I want to hear your take as a neutral. Uh, honestly, David, when you told me, I was, I was super surprised because um, I thought he was going to dedicate his full time to being that consultant at United, and we all know him much more as a quote-unquote team builder. So I'm surprised he maybe took um, another job in management. But, David, do you think that that's what sped up the Eric Ten Hag appointment? I think so. And now that it's official, um, it's actually pretty exciting for me personally. I like Ten Hag and his um, tactical nuance. Uh, the question is how much of the squad we can get rid of and rebuild for Ten Hag, because I do think it's uh, at this point a lot of a player issue versus management or manager. Management's always going to be an issue, I think, as long as the Glazers are in. But that's a different conversation for a different time. But um, I hope they give Ten Hag the keys to the squad. David, can I can I throw some names at you and then? I want two answers. One being, do you want them gone? And then the second one being, do you see them leaving Manchester United? Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, let's. Um, no, I'm. I'm not going to give you a, an obvious one, but let me just say, um, Scott McTominay. Um. I could, I want him to stay, and I can see him staying. Uh, Victor Lindelof. Um, stay, and I can see him stay. Fred. I want him to leave, but I see him staying. Um, let me see. Uh, Matic. Oh, he's gone. He already confirmed he's gone. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let me see. Jesse Lingard. Jay Ling. 
I want him gone, but I can also see him staying because of his contract. And uh, sorry to do this to you, David, but he's your captain, uh, Harry Maguire. Mm, I actually, so as much as there's banter and he's been mess fucking up lately, um, I do want him to stay and I hope he turns it around, but I wouldn't doubt um, that he pushes for a move away and he leaves. Okay, uh, let's say he does leave. Where do you see him going? Mm-hmm. Nowhere great. Maybe oh, maybe Spurs and watch Conta's head explode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well. <clears throat> Speaking of um, Conte, David, a rumor has it that he wants the the PSG job. So, what if Conte's not even there? That that might open up the door for him to go to Tottenham. I don't see him going to like a lower, like the lowest I can see him go is maybe if Everton survive, and they spend a lot of money on them. Probably Newcastle. But like, I don't see him going to like a lower team. Yeah, he's class. Okay. He's just um, I think he has like a mental block. David, um, let's. Let's talk about it. What happens to Spurs if Antonio Conte does leave? Uh, then they're they're gonna have another season like this season when it starts. Like, I mean, like they're gonna struggle, man. They're gonna go through the manager carousel again. Would they? Would they bring back Poch? I think they're gonna try to. It's more of a question of will Poch go back. Mm. Mm. Okay, if Potts does go back to, you know, Spurs, would that mean he's a failure as a manager or no? No, I don't think anybody will call him a failure. He just didn't, he wasn't patient enough for his own good and he didn't take opportunities when he probably should have. Um, so he'll probably have some regret in that sense, but he'll, he'll be respected, kind of like Bielsa at the end of the day. Nobody's really gonna critique him too hard. But um Eddie, how about we wrap it up here? Uh any last thoughts from your end? Uh David, so glad to be back doing this with you. Um follow us at, at Pod from the Spot, podcast from the spot on Facebook. Just type in uh from the spot. We have a Gmail podcast from the spot. Let us know how we're doing. We're glad to be back. Uh, uh, like the Backstreet Boys. All right. Um, David, any, any last words from you? Hey, uh, thank you for tuning in. It might feel a little bit of a shorter episode, but you know, medications have a little bit of a shorter lifespan than we would all want. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening. This is why we wanted to get a little episode out. Uh, while we deal with some of our stuff on our end but uh, make sure you follow us the link tree will be in the description thank you all and goodbye ladies